to a brand new episode of Kids Ministry Pod, the podcast where we talk about kids ministry real talk. This is real talk for real people. Uh, excited to get into this topic today. We've talked about volunteers for the past couple weeks, but today I want to talk about resources. Resources are things that help you do your ministry better. We're talking about three different aspects, resources to help you schedule, resources to help you um, share your curriculum, and resources to help you communicate. Um, I think the second two are more uh, explanatory, Um, pretty simple. I think probably everyone is already using lots of um, the best tools out there. But scheduling is one thing that I think can take up a lot of time. 40 hours a week could go to just scheduling and finding volunteers and doing that. But this is going to help you save your time if you schedule well and really equip people. So that's what we're talking about today. So the first thing is scheduling. Now, there are a lot of big scheduling applications programs out there maybe your church uses one um i've used tons of them the city planning center church community builder um schedule church all these different ones and if your church uses one of those and other ministries use one of those then you probably have to submit and use that um program hopefully there's someone on staff that can help you use that to the best of your ability. But if there's not, and you just want to learn how to efficiently use that, send us an email, uh, kidsministrypod at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram at kidsministrypod. You can DM us there. But I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about those kind of things. I want to get down to simple basics because a lot of churches don't have the funds to have those kind of programs. And honestly... Some of them, a lot of churches don't need all the pro, all the things that that stuff offers. Um, all you need is a system that's simple, a system that's easily accessible by all, and a system that um, makes sense and is easy to communicate through. So what I want to talk about today is the most simple program out there is Google Drive. If you have a Gmail account or... I think any email account, you can set it up with um, Google Drive. What you do is you just make an Excel sheet, uh, upload it to Google Sheets, and then you share that with your team. And you put on the schedule, hey, here's the date, the Sunday, here's the different positions, and you put people's names in there. And you share that out with your team, you let them see it, and... You can make it editable by your whole team if they want to change something, or you can make it not editable and they can just add comments or communicate to you. This is the basics of what the whole, what you need to do about any program. And I want to talk a little philosophical because it applies to whatever you use, but um, Google Drive really explains because it's simple. And that's, that's what you need to do. There's no complicated thing. There's no secret solution. There's no secret sauce that I'm going to give you. It's just simple. And what it is, is thinking long-term about your ministry, um, about your kids, and not to mention just that 
one value that I think is really important is building relationships with kids. So having your volunteers serve long term. But more importantly than that, it's just simple on you. And as a leader, you need to have something that doesn't take 40 hours a week to do. You want to be spending your time on so many other more important things. And if you can equip other volunteers to take ownership about their schedule, then that doesn't drain on you. Um, Some ways of scheduling. um, Some people... If you, uh, there's different ways. Some people ask people to serve every week, every other week, every third week, every fourth week. Some people say, hey, serve six weeks on, two months on, six months on, and then take a break. Um, So many different ways. The most way that I'm common with, and I think there's no right answer for that. It is really up to your church and your people and your kids' ministry and your philosophy. Um... All those are good. The keys that I would say is consistency, that you do want to have people consistent. So if you have someone serve for two months and then take two months off, or maybe they just commit to two months at a time, I would encourage you to say, hey, serve two months on, and then maybe have two, three, four rotations of that. And then, so you take two months on, take four months off, two months on, four months off, and then you find three rotations of that. That consistency is really important. Um, I would not encourage people to do something where it's like, hey, serve for a month, and then that's your only commitment. Um, Every single month, you're going to have to find whole new people to serve and train. That's not good, and that's not good for your kids either. So you're going to want to have some sort of consistency. If you have multiple services, and that's, it's amazing if God's doing work and you have that, even if, you know, they're smaller services, if you have multiple services, it's great, it's easier, people can serve for one and attend for another. And, you know, I tell people, hey, church is two hours long or two and a half hours long. You serve for half of it and you go into the auditorium for the other half of it. That's a simple way, and that has longevity. Now, they don't have to serve every week. Maybe they serve every other week with that, or every three weeks, or once a month with that. But that creates consistency, so it's like, hey, you could serve for a whole year like this, for two years, for indefinite, um, for five, ten years, for your whole life. Um, but keeping that clear with volunteers of what your expectation is, um, is really important. So once you have that expectation set up, now you want this resource to actually communicate because we can say things so many times. We can say it again, again, again. We could tattoo it on people's foreheads. People forget, and that's not a negative on people. That's just the truth because if this is something that, you know, hey, I serve at church, but I do a million other things with my life as well, people are going to forget. People are going to um you know, not be on the top priority list every single week. So we need resources to help them communicate. So when they do forget or when they don't remember or they have some sort of reminder, they can look up and say, oh, yeah, I'm on this week. Or what's the lesson this week? Oh, I got to get that reminder. So having um, an Excel sheet, you put the date at the top, you put the, the position on the side, uh, the different services, and you put the name right Uh, in the intersection of those two, you can set it up however you want. Uh, If you need help, let us know, and we can help you with that. 
but you put the names in and then you share that with all your volunteers. Maybe you put it on a Facebook page. Maybe you put it on a website. Maybe you put it on a weekly email reminder. Whatever it is. So that person can access it whenever they forget. Um, and then, so you have your schedule up there and you update it. Now you talk about expectations for people. Hey, this is when you're expected to serve. If something comes up, here's what you're going to do. Communicate that to people. If you're sick, how are they going to communicate with you? If they are find out they're going away, when are they expected to find someone to replace them? Maybe that's a new concept to you, that they actually find the replacement. Um, on that same Google Drive, you can have a list of everyone who serves and their phone numbers and their emails. Hey, these are the people that serve in your same position. These are the people you could ask. Because if someone serves every other week, they can also see the people that serve on the opposite week. And maybe they'll fill in for them one time. And vice versa, they'll fill in the other way. So that helps um, empower people. That's kind of the key of what this is all about, is empowering volunteers to do their work. Not just show up and do the minimal, but own their position, own their scheduling, own all these things. And this is a little bit hard, and I have two concepts I want to talk about on that. One is a little bit of pushback that you might be having is, you know, volunteers, they do so much. I don't want to give them another thing to do. And my response to that is, you do so much. And I know that you do so much because you're listening to this right now, and you're wanting to get better. And you do so much, and maybe you're, it doesn't matter if you're a full-time pastor at a church, or you're a ministry leader, part-time volunteer, you do so much. And you're not in this role because you have magical fairy dust, and you can make this ministry amazing. You're just a person. And I don't say that to put you down, but just understanding that we are just all part of God's church. And we're in different roles. And in this role, you part of the kids' ministry role is administration and managing the people to make sure that there's um, helping everyone do their part in the kids' ministry. That's called to do kids' ministry. And the more time you spend on that, the less time you can spend on other things that things that God's have, God has called you to do. For example, if you're paid 40 hours a week and you send 40 hours a week scheduling because you call every person, you text them, you remind them, you hold their hand, what a waste of your time, what a waste of church resources spending a full-time salary on you to do that. Not that that's a waste. Of course, spending a full-time salary on you is probably great, <laughs> um, but spending 40 hours a week salary on just scheduling people. But if you were to cut that in half, or hopefully in a quarter, because you would pass off different roles, people are owning their church. If they're a member of the church, if they're part of the church, they want to serve, they need to give back. And this is how you give back, because the work needs to be done one way or the other. And the church as a whole needs to own that work to accomplish the mission that you've set up before you. 
who knows who does. It doesn't matter who does it, but the key is to do it the most efficiently way possible and get the most R-I-O on the dollar, the return on investment. And now, um, you might be thinking, like, what's this business? Like, no, but God is an efficient God. He wants us to be smart with his money. And to just waste it on just getting the minimal thing done because everyone's so disorganized. So we need to use strategy, use technology, leverage communication to make everyone do the most that they can do to affect the kingdom and reach the mission. So that's why it's important to say, hey, Jimmy, you're serving in the 4-5 room and every other week, you're going to be here. Here's your schedule. And if you need to cancel or you need to miss, then here's a list of people that you can contact. And then, obviously, you know, easier said than done, but life comes up. Maybe he's sick. He finds out, wakes up. He's got pink eye in the morning. Don't come in. We don't want it. All the kids getting pink eye. Then this brings us to the second part, is communication. How are you going to communicate with your volunteers? And this is simple, but the main thing that I want to say here is make sure you communicate how you want to be communicated to or how people are, are to communicate to. Um, and the answer is it's simple. Like, is it email? Is it text? Is it phone call? What's the first thing I do? What's the second thing I do? When, is, when do I need to do that? So setting up just expectations about that. If you have a big church program and you want people to use it, then you need to teach, train, and get them to use it. The only exception to this, I would say this is true for 90% of people, but our other part is we want to equip the saints uh, to do the work of the ministry. That's your role as a ministry leader. But if there's someone, and maybe the easiest example is, let's say, um, Betty, Betty White is serving in your uh, ministry, and she's 170 years old, and she is so great with kids. She loves all the kids. She knows their names. She's been doing, she taught Jesus Sunday School, and she is amazing but she doesn't even know how a computer, she doesn't even know what a computer is. In these cases, you need to help communicate with those people what is their best ways to receive the information, to communicate with you, and to go forward in serving the best way possible. So maybe, you know, Betty White, she loves the phone. And she just calls the church office every single day, prays for everyone. So all you say is, hey, Betty White, you're on every single week. Be here at this time. If something changes, just call me at the church office on your morning thing. And if I'm not there, just leave a message for me. And, you know, that happens. And bada bing, bada boom. She's there every single week, faithful. Even weeks that you didn't think she'd be there, she just shows up. Um, what a blessing. That's, you know how it works with Betty. You know this is the way it works with Betty. Betty is a special occasion. She does it this way. Everyone else does it this way. Because if you have to take that many phone calls a week, that's not efficient for you. But with Betty, that's the one exception. Now, 
it might seem like I'm contradicting myself, but we do, we can't just be a puzzle, uh, a cookie cutter of you have to do this way. Everybody has their own different ways. Uh, we got to pick the system that works best for us and works best for a majority of the people. But there are those people on the fray that aren't going to work for that. So, But the same principle applies. You need to set up what is the alternative system um, and try to have you know, one or two different alternatives that work for most people. And then, you know, whoever else is after that, you can come up with a system. So communication is key. Come up with your ways of communication. Communicate those ways. Um, and lastly, want to talk about um, sharing curriculum and sharing resources. Hopefully, you are using a curriculum. Um, there's a lots of amazing curriculums out there. Um, in a couple weeks, I'd love to talk about curriculum. So just a side note, if you guys have curriculum you love, if you have curriculum you've used and you're not happy with, love to hear from you. Please shoot me an email, kidsministrypod at gmail.com. Just let me know your thoughts on curriculum. Um, you can even, if you're listening to this on Anchor, you can leave a voice memo and we'll actually play some of those. Um, we love to talk about curriculum. Um, I've used lots, tons of different ones. Some I love, some I hate, some are uh, really complicated, some are too advanced, some are not advanced enough. All different. But we'd love to hear what you guys are using right now. So, you use a curriculum, hopefully use some sort of curriculum, even if it's, I'm not saying you have to buy a curriculum or um, if you write your own curriculum or if you it might be very simple. You just go through this story and you write a couple of key points. That's still a curriculum. Um, and maybe that works for you. And maybe you need to, you know, who knows? We can talk about that in a couple of weeks. But you share that curriculum with people. And sharing that, if you have um, a PDF form, I would encourage to have a PDF so people can't change what you wrote. Um, hopefully, maybe you do have a collaboration system, that's fine, but most cases, you have what you have, you send it out, send it out in PDF form, you can send it in an email every week or every two weeks or whenever you want to do that, um, but you can also share it on Google Drive too, so you can put all the resources in a folder and have it accessible. So if people want to look, hey, what's the lesson? You know, I'm on three weeks from now or I'm going away for a month. I want to practice for that lesson when I come back. They can go on by themselves, find it. Um, but we have to train them how to do it. And again, setting up the system, communicating the system. And then if you do have it somewhere, I'd also email it out weekly or text or Facebook it out weekly and say, here's a reminder, here's the things for the week, and here's the lesson. Uh, make sure you read it. If you have any questions, let me know. Minimum, you send that out. That way, people can see it, they know what it is, and they can practice it, and they can teach the kids about what you want them to learn. That's the most important thing. So those are kind of the three topics. We have um, scheduling, um, you know, have a system about scheduling, 
have something that's accessible to all to see, have some sort of reminder set up, have some sort of system so people can find replacements for themselves. Um, and those are very vague because I know lots of people in different situations. If you have specific questions, please contact me, contact us here, Kids Ministry Resource, and we want to help you out. And then the second is having a way of communication, making sure that you're communicating what is the proper form of communication. And then lastly, what is the way that you are sharing your resources with so people can access them, learn them, study them, um, build in them, ask questions about them to you, have discussions about them, make that curriculum the best it is possible so kids are actually learning about Jesus, actually learning that there's a God that loves them. And we want to teach and train and coach and um, love these kids the best way possible. So our leaders need to be best equipped. And all these concepts go say is don't let everything live in your brain. And you might be a perfectionist. Maybe you're like, it has to be through me because so-and-so ruins it or whatever. Maybe it's even good reasons. But don't let everything live in your brain. You need to pass things off, equip to other people, and let them do it. Now, the hard part is that you have to coach and train people if you're letting them do it. So you need to walk alongside them, help people. Um, Kids ministry is not a one-on-one thing. It is multiple people. Even if you have one kid, if you have one kid in your Sunday school, you should have two leaders, and you got to work together. And what does this leader do, and what does that leader do? So hopefully um, that's the case, that you do are empowering people, and you are helping them learn That's what we got today for resources, Uh, more technical this week, but this is really important concept, so hopefully you got something out of it. You have questions, you have things you want to share with us, please check us out on Instagram at kidsministrypod, send us an email, kidsministrypod at gmail.com, and uh, yeah, hopefully you have a great Sunday this week, and tell kids about Jesus. See you next week.